Say whatever will be, will be. Not if I have something to say about it. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Too scary. Kidding. Welcome to Christ in the Chaos, where a pastor's kid and a kids' ministry director talk about raising a Christ-centered family. We're not sure we know what we're doing, but we are right in the thick of it. And this is how we're finding Christ in the Chaos. Welcome back to Christ in the Chaos. This is Kathleen here with my husband. Joel. And I did not at all have to clear my throat right when he said go. And today we are going to be talking about uh, intentional growth of our kids, um, not like getting them taller, but growing them in ways of character, heart, and that sort of thing. But also, you know, also taller. making them taller. One of them categories is sort of it's making physical. them taller. Yeah. yeah. Um, but before we get to that, it is time to do the weekly family check-in. So Joel, say your awkward thing now. I'm just kidding. How are you doing? I'd like to check in with you. And I'll do the awkward thing. Why don't you check in with your spouse and family right now? <laughs> eventually, we'll get to the weekly family check-in where everyone checks in with oh their spouse. Gosh. So go check in with your spouse. Kathleen makes fun or of me. Family, I, or family, because maybe you don't have a spouse. Yeah. You check in with somebody who loves you and who you love. <laughs> not, just at, not just any person, though. No, but check in. Make sure you're doing okay. Make sure everyone in your orbit is. And I'm doing fine. Other than I'm pretty dang tired of editing coughs out of this podcast. <laughs> hopefully we've already had one and hopefully that'll be the last one for the day, but we will see because it has been going and going and going and going. Other than that, though, the boys went to sleep. They've We're been pretty good. Uh, Levi came to our bed last night, which was rough because he really wanted to kick me in the face all night. I didn't know he was there. I hate you. I don't remember when he came in, and I was surprised when he was there in the morning. He was laying sideways, kicking me in the that face. That must have been terrible. Oh, it wasn't great, but I'm fine. How are you? I'm great. Um, kids camp is over. I'm getting ready for fall. I am nailing the prep for fall. Um, just putting all of the hard work that I've put into the last year that has been not just hard work, but like a grind of problem solving and getting things into place is paying off and I am set to like shoot forward into the next year and have like a whole new level of being able to actually engage the kids and think strategically and have a great ministry. The kids and I are spending more time together. Um, we're reading more books and we even started potty training Levi, which is rocking. Um, but I actually did have some things that I are totally unrelated to the check-in that I wanted. Well, one of them is not unrelated to the check-in. One of them is the fact that our kids... You're a beat today. I really am. I just, before we started, I took a deep breath and I said, don't be too type A. Don't be too type A. And yet here I am. I want you guys to know she is not on cocaine. This is just how she normally is. Um, Interesting reference. Um, <laughs> There we go. Now I'm all settled down, I guess. But my... Sunday school lesson this week, which is about treating people well. Um, I'm having them do essentially a family check-in uh, with somebody in their family. Because um, I've noticed that kids never ask you how you're doing and never ask anybody how they're doing. What? And so we're going to work on that with our kids ministry, um, helping them to care about others and treat people well by listening to how they're actually asking and listening to how they're actually doing. On an I think parents would prefer if you taught them to say something other than good. That's, they asked how, how oh, are you that, doing? 
that is an interesting um, second half to that. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, another thing um, that I thought we should update our podcast uh, audience on is after a couple oh, episodes yeah. ago on making tough decisions, we had Dane stick out um, swimming despite, I think, one meet after that, which went, mm-hmm. I think, the worst of all. It was bad. Um, and uh, we and against, still... Against my protest, we went to championships. Um, we, at championships, you are not allowed to have the, the coach in the water with you, and I'm pretty sure she wasn't allowed to throw him in the water. And he got up for his freestyle. The plan was that he was going to go up there, that he was going to have the opportunity to swim, and if he chose to dive in and swim, he could swim. And if he didn't, he didn't. And he actually... The crowd goes wild. <laughs> he swam he across the swam. pool. Um, he did. He took 15 seconds off his time. As because he didn't turn around and, and go turn back. around and go back. <laughs> um, but he had a great swim. He, um, that night, he... We talked about one of the things in that episode was bringing God into the picture. Um, that night, he thanked... No, not that night. In and out right afterwards... He thanked God for giving him the bravery to swim the lap. And he was pretty dang proud of himself. Yeah. But he also knew. And then he thanked God again at night for giving him the bravery Mm -hmm. to do it. And so it was like, it was the right thing to bring God into it. Not that the only reason he was able to swim the lap was because, you know, God did some hocus pocus, but we kept him focused on Mm -hmm. the right things and and well, it, there was a happy and ending. The bear. There was a happy ending to that story. Yes, and his, and his grandma, to build a bear. Yeah. and which he got Kitty Girl, um, and her case, and her food, and her oh, dress, and her bed, and her <laughs> bed. <laughs> Thanks, Grandma. It, yeah, I don't even, I don't even want to know what happened there. So that was a good tie up to last week's topic or a couple weeks ago's topic. But let's get to today's topic. And this week we're talking about how to raise kids on purpose. Yes, very to, good. That would be... A, <laughs> thank you. How <laughs> including your husband. Pick what they're going to be or who they're going to be and how to hopefully guide them there a little bit. I would say a little bit more accurately to pick the traits that you want to grow in them and then how... So at, once you have a strategy in place, how to actually implement that strategy. Yeah, we set it at six so i guess pick six traits because you have to pick a number and six seems random enough well i think so when we started this process basically what we did was um looked at the main six super big headings of what we want our kids to be three of those were related to their characters and their hearts and three of them were more related to their um physical abilities mental abilities and body um, so the six things that we so came up with. three spiritual goals, three earthly goals. Yes. Um, for their spiritual, it was closeness to God, um, loving relationships, and respecting the dignity of people. And for their um, kind of earthly physical goals um, were that they were capable, healthy, and driven. And you might have different ones. Sit down with your spouse and, you know, hash and out. And Jesus. And Jesus. So here is. Wherever two or three are gathered. We sat down and talked about this for a long time, and Kathleen told me exactly what she'd already decided. <laughs> and so, but, but you should sit down with your spouse and or whoever's helping you raise your kids or whoever you trust and discuss what it is you want. What are your six things that you can't have everything? So what are we going to focus on? 
in helping you develop what those traits are, those big things that you want to go towards, think about these questions. And you might want to come up with some questions of your own, but here's the ones that we came up with. Um, What pleases God? What am I equipped to grow? What has God made our kids? And what does the kingdom need? Um, And if you look at our first three big spiritual traits, the closest to God, loving relationships, and respecting the dignity of people, that comes from love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your mind and all your soul and love your neighbor as yourself. Um, Closest to God has to be about developing that loving relationship with God. And loving relationships and respecting the dignity of people has to do with loving both the people you know and the people you don't know in the way that Jesus calls you to. Um, And then the other ones were more about um, what the kingdom needs, um, helping them to be capable and driven. um, And we'll go into kind of what we mean by those in, in our next section, but just looking at what our kids have mm-hmm. and what they are and and what the kingdom needs from them. They need to be healthy to be able to do what they need to do for God. Um, they need to be empowered and capable, and then they need to be driven in order to get stuff done. And so those were the three. Also, God wants them to be physically healthy and have healthy relationships and be happy. These are things God wants for them that on their own are good goals. So, once you've kind of had a second to a step, not a second, take some time, pray about it and set those big categories. Um, but the categories themselves aren't um, the end game, because if you say, I want my kids to be healthy, but you don't create a plan about what that means. Um, it's good to want. Yeah, it really it, it's hard to. I want a million dollars. It's, it's kind of um, the idea that goals should be measurable. Um, if you can't look look at some sort of measurable goal and see um, whether or not you are raising your kids to be healthy mm-hmm. or what that means for your family, um, then you are just sh- shooting in the dark um, or to honor the dignity of people. What a nice thing to yeah. say. Um, but it's not just about making the goal. The point of the goal is to work backwards. When my kid is 30, I want them to be X. Okay, I need to work backwards from there, right? If you want to be a beauty queen, we've got to, you know, they've got to win the high school one, win the high school one, then grade school one, and win the grade school one. They've got to get on toddlers and tiaras right now. <laughs> but please don't have that be your goal. That's the one I wrote down. To give you some examples, we have our big picture um, goals, um, but then to we broke it down into what it means to live that out, those um, smaller sub goals what they look like, what it'll look like when our family is loving it out. Um, so for example, for under healthy, um, for physical, we have provide and model eating nutritious food. Um, don't, I have don't pass on overeating or emotional eating to my kids. Um, so that's one of those, when we ask the question, what am I equipped to grow? Um, one of the things that um, I need to be specifically careful of is um, passing on those habits to my children or modeling those habits to my children. Kind of the worst part about this is it requires you, it to, requires you to change. Yeah. yeah. Like I can't just say, okay, I want my kids to be generous. So I'm going to teach them to be generous. I have to start being generous to teach them to be generous. Or another one that is very particular to me is encourage participation in physical activity, uh, but not obsession with sports. Um, so those are things like, Sure, you want your kid to be healthy. What does it mean for your kid to be physically healthy? You look at 
um, what you really want for them. Well, I want them to be physically active, but I don't want them to go down the road of obsession with sports that I went down. And we're going to have that be a value that we follow in our family. Another thing that is particular to our family under healthy is the way we talk about and model drugs and alcohol use. We might have some issues in that area. Yeah. Um, <laughs> by issues, I mean genetic predispositions that can cause some trouble. And so that's something that growing up, for me at least, particularly was always in the forefront. Clearly something my parents very intentionally picked. Might be the only thing they intentionally picked. <laughs> yep, they, and they, yeah. But they intentionally chose to make that an issue and to make sure that we knew to be on our toes about it and to be intentional about what we did so that we didn't kind of fall down the same holes they did. So if you look at the questions of like, who has God made them? Well, we don't know for sure, but we know that there's a higher likelihood that they are um, predisposition to be addicts. And so um, it's particular to our goal setting that we abstain from the use of drugs and alcohol as a model, um, not because that's what's best for every family, but because we have decided that that mm-hmm. in, in raising a healthy kid in our intentional goals, that's a necessary thing for our family. And the worst part is you can, I mean, our kids don't ever listen to this, right? Our youngest, you can already see the behaviors in him. <laughs> like you can already see the like, the sugar behaviors. The, I think that's just being a kid. Uh, maybe, hopefully. Um, yeah. But. But we'll we make have sure decided that he is intentionally gluttonous and not thoughtlessly. Yeah, and so we also regularly explain the increased risk um, and tell family stories about it, um, and carefully monitor all prescription drug use drug use by our kids. Um, obviously, all drug use by our kids, but <laughs> particularly prescription drug use. Another one of those big goals that we can kind of pull apart and show some, how we answered some of these questions is honoring the dignity of all people. And for me, this is kind of based on um, what it means to love your neighbor. So the, the kind of core things are to show consideration and respect to st- basically to speak up when dignity is denied to somebody. We, are, we speak out for justice and we do not allow it to happen in front of us without saying anything or doing anything mm-hmm. about it. And again, not being thoughtless in the way we act, to act intentionally when we act, to think not just about our actions, but what our actions will be and mean to other people and where we come from and how where we come from can affect other people it it's again a matter of teaching them to act intentionally and to understand that their world isn't everyone's world well so one of the things we have on there um is to check their privilege um we are a white family we gave birth to two white upper middle class male little boys um, presenting cisgendered at this point. Yep. And so the reality is um, when the question is, what does the kingdom need? Well, the kingdom need doesn't need them to be um, toxic, toxic, toxically masculine, or um, it doesn't need them to be needed them to throw their power around for the purposes of their own benefit. Um, it needs them to use their power to speak out for justice. Yeah. It doesn't need people, anyone who uses their position and their advantages for themselves right. and not for the kingdom. And part of being for the kingdom is making the world better and bringing other people into the kingdom. And the kingdom is love, right? We all learn that. God is love. And anyone who loves knows God. It's in the book. And so teaching them to look at the world from that point of view, I think hopefully will 
make the world better for our two little beautiful boys. Well, and it's not just about what they do, but what advantages they have and making them very aware of and knowledgeable about where they stand. I actually think another interesting one is what it means to raise kids that are capable for us is that we provide opportunities and wisdom for education, inspire excellence and a love of learning and maintain flexibility. Um, For me personally, it's not important that they advance to a certain level of education, but that they have a love of learning and um, believe that wisdom is important. Another thing in terms of making them capable is uh, developing their life skills. Um, Helping them become more capable. Making them capable. Okay. Helping them become more (laughs) capable, um, which is teaching them and requiring them to take on life skills when developmentally appropriate. Um, One of the things I heard on the Mom Hour podcast, and this was actually from from one of their pediatricians or I, anyway, this is like such a great story. I heard it on there first. They were probably citing something else um, was the idea of when you, anybody who's had a young baby about six months old, that's learning to sit up by themselves on the first time um, that when they are, look like they're going to fall over that you let them wobble once um, because they only build up their core strength by wobbling and adjusting. And if you catch them every single time, they look like they're going to fall over They'll never develop, I mean, they eventually do, but they'll be slower at developing the core strength they need to sit up. Practical advice and metaphoric. Yeah. And so metaphorically is you (laughs) got to let your kids wobble. You got to let your kids fail. You have to expect things um, that maybe they've never done before so that they can grow um, and develop those life skills along the way and teach them how to cope with failure instead of uh, trying to prevent that from ever happening. Or to give an example that you are terrible at. (laughs) You stand beneath them to catch them if they fall, but you have to let them climb and you have to let them fall sometimes. Yeah, I know. I tend to be a little bit overbearing when it comes to actual physical safety, but I'll stand by that one as well. So in addition to identifying your major traits that you want to grow your kids into and identifying the different ways that you're going to live that out in a practical way, um, there's also the day-to-day grind of helping your kids to develop in that way. So it's like one thing to say, we're going to eat nutritious food. Um, and another thing to be like, oh, we have to brick by brick build this building. Yeah. The day-by-day grind is the hard one. And that's, I'm going to quote your brother. <laughs> there you go. Take that podcast. Uh, he, well, I don't know if he stole the quote or not, but it was a great quote. And so I'm stealing it. I told him I was going to, that habits are the compounding interest of who we want to become. Oh, I think it's from the habit book. No. It's, I, it'd be very impressed if he I'm wrote it. I'm impressed with him. Oh, let's give it to him. And that's just like, so true is that that day-to-day, what we do day-to-day, what we make them do in those little moments over and over, it's more important than those those big moments that you think of. So I um, call this seizing every investment opportunity. And by that, I mean uh, a situation where you can choose to invest time or energy um, into intentionally pursuing growth for your kids or not. Um, an example would be like a, a kid fighting over a two, two of your kids fighting over a toy. One kid fighting over a toy. One kid fighting over a toy. Okay, now you need to take him to a mental health professional. No, two kids fighting over a toy. Um, low investment would be like, you know, mom, Levi stole my toy. Levi, give Dane back his toy. You decide a winner, everyone moves on. There's also the 
My dad, who chose the medium investment way when my brother and I were fighting over a toy, I have a very clear memory of him coming over, stepping on the toy, kicking it across the room, saying, no toy is worth fighting with your brother over, and walking out of the room. Uh, effective, but It's made- a lesson I re- It was a very visual, visceral. Um, great at teaching the, the importance of the toy. Not so great at teaching your children to appropriately cope with things. We continued to fight over toys. Um, so the highest, not the highest investment, but a higher investment example I could, I do this very, very often. Um, whenever they're having a disagreement over who whose turn to display with the toy, I said, decide between the two of you how you're going to share the toy or I will take it away. Um, that gives them the, um, they're able, that makes them more capable. It helps them to love each other better. Um, it gives them coping and problem solving uh, techniques. And um, it's often much harder for me um, to some degree, but the investment in that and what they uh, will get out of it is much higher. It does have to be a credible threat, though. In the, they have to understand that when you say, or I will take it away, and that I they got to work it out. do. If they do not, yeah. if any time, I mean, and that's all of these kind of investment opportunities um, require... Um, a lot of investment. A lot of investment. Um, in fact, sometimes Joel and I will not parent um, in a situation where maybe we should make an investment opportunity, but um, we know we're not going to follow through with a threat, and we would rather let the moment go by than make a threat that we're not going to follow through with. We're yeah. very disciplined about that. I'm not going to save it for so this came up, but man, telling like looking my kid in the eye and saying no. You will finish that donut before you get up <laughs> because I like offhandedly said, no, buddy, you got to finish your donut before we go. And like, well, I said it. Now I have to enforce yep. it. Another like example of an investment opportunity, as I was drafting the outline for this podcast, uh, Dane brought me about, I would say, eight pictures that he drew with <laughs> colored pencils. He's very artistic. You can either say like, good job, buddy, or you can sit there and discuss each picture and why he used which colors and what is this and can you tell me about this brick by brick and brick by, by brick. brick he has value and he knows what it's like to love people and like for example one of the things that I do with my kids and this is its own investment is positive reinforcement um so today Dane was um playing Legos on the ground and Levi walked by and apparently was careful not to step on Dane's Legos and Dane turns to Levi and is like Levi good job walking around my Legos instead of stepping on them. That was a big boy move. And not only am I positively reinforcing my kids, but now my kid is positively reinforcing my other kid, um, which um, is a, a kind of one of those brick by brick moments. Every time you see one of these openings, um, whether it's an opportunity to build your kid up or um, to correct something, <laughs> um, one of the correction ones that came up recently was uh, Dane said, um, a lot of people speak different languages, but English is the real language. And he's five. I understood what he meant, um, but that was not an opportunity that I could let go by. I'm like, well, sweetie. He has a very like, his mind is like a little trap that mm-hmm. the thing that he sees is the way it is forever we're working on that what joel means by that presumably is that his his uh frame of reference is reality 
and breaking him out of that reality um, is often necessary. And it's something that we do on a regular basis. Because other people's realities are also real and we should consider them intentionally. And it goes to back to, back to the beginning. It all wraps uh, honoring up. Honoring the dignity of other people. You can't say that your language is the real language and honor the dignity of the other, other seven, not 75% of the world. Seven billion. Uh, quite, well, no, it's not. Six I mean, billion. It's a lot of people. So a lot of the times these um, brick by brick investments uh, don't happen <laughs> because you just let them go by. There's hundreds each day. Sometimes we're going to fail and that's okay. Do your best. That's all you can do. We're all tired. We have the stupid cough that I keep editing out. It's not even failure. I think failure is the wrong word. I think that you pass up the investment opportunities because you're tired. You pass them up because your kid is not receptive for some reason. Maybe they're tired. Or like one example for us is when Dane's um, experiencing asthma and he's on mm-hmm. the Ventolin inhaler. He's like a different kid. And there's he's no not, dealing. There's, there's no, no You can't him. be receptive to discipline when he can't listen and mm-hmm. he can't focus. Or um, when you give them slushies. Apparently. <laughs> or when you give them red dye number four or whatever, whatever it, is. it is. Some kids uh, we have learned, a bad reaction to it. And we learned. Uh, yes. I thought that was an urban myth, but it turns out it wasn't. It all, again, cycles back to as long as you're doing it intentionally and as long as you're not making an excuse of, I'm tired, I'm not going to do it today. And that's what you say every well, single you just, time. No, it's about understanding. You can make the excuse as much as you want. You just need to realize that you're going to get out. Your intentional growth is going to be limited mm-hmm. by the investment that you put in. All right. Now let's intentionally move to everyone's favorite part of the podcast. So that came up. So this one comes from a late night musing from Dane DeMant. We had been really focused on in kids church that day um, that Jesus was able to take on our sin because he never sinned. Um, And that was like the big kind of takeaway. And so Dane shares with me that evening. How about we how about we be Jesus for Halloween? Because I never sin and I could be a really good Jesus. So I had to explain to him that he does, in fact, Would you sin like a list? And why it might be inappropriate to be Jesus for Halloween. Eh, you could be Jesus for Halloween. Can you? No. No, you can't. It would be weird. Hard no. <laughs> it's not going to happen in this household. But also, it's possible he sins. Did you explain every sin he'd ever made? I mean, I maybe give a few examples. <laughs> All right, husband, you pray us out. Dear God, please be with us. Give us the energy and the wisdom to intentionally instill in our children those things that you want for them. Help us see your goals for their life and the things you have already given them and help us bring those things out of them in a way that reflects your light and reflects their light so that they can shine even brighter and help us be patient and help us be understanding with each other and with our children, even when they are not perfect and they sin. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. Please take a second to rate and subscribe to this podcast. It helps others to find us and to be hashtag blessed by the discussions that we have here. 
If you want to contact us, you can reach us on Instagram at Christ in the Chaos, or you can email us at Christ in the Chaos Pod at gmail.com. Until next week, we hope you have a peaceful week, but even if you don't, remember that you can find us and Jesus waiting for you in the chaos.